Hello and welcome to episode one of the Guy That Cooks podcast. I just want to say a massive thank you for joining me on this first episode. I'm very, very excited. I'm also delighted to say that in this episode, we'll be talking to Charlie Casson. Now, Charlie is a fantastic podcaster and also a brilliant actor. He has been in shows such as The Great Gatsby on the West End. He's also been in The Plough and the Stars, and that was performed in Dublin at the Abbey Theatre, and also at the Lyric Hammersmith down in London. He's also performed at the Globe Theatre, and if you're Welsh, you may have heard of a little soap called Publicum. Well, Charlie has also been in a couple of episodes of Publicum. Um, Not a Welsh-speaking part, though. His part was uh, English. He also runs a fantastic podcast, which I can really, really recommend to you. It's called the Charlie Chats Footy Podcast, and it is about meeting creatives. So he's had actors, musicians, all those sort of things onto his podcast to talk about their other passion, and that passion being football. Um, so I really, really recommend having a listen, take a listen to some of the episodes. They are fantastic, easy listening. During this episode um, of the Guy That Cooks podcast, we talk about Charlie's uh, food growing up, his memory of school dinners, or lack of, I should say, um, and also some cooking disasters along the way. Now, you do not want to miss those little stories. So, there's not much left to say. Let's crack on. This is episode one of the Guy That Cooks podcast with Charlie Casson. Uh, so, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast first, mm. um, Charlie Chats Footy. So, how did that come about? What made you want to start doing this podcast? Um, well, I've spoken to you about this before. Um, I think I used to just be... Well, my first time I had the idea, I'll get on to when I, when I started it, but the first time I had the idea for it was probably about three or four years ago. And... I um I used to be obsessed with well I still well it's, it's soccer AM I used to be obsessed with it but it's not that great anymore I don't like the new hosts um but anyway I'll move on from that but um, when actors used to go on there um obviously because I'm an actor and like I love football I used to like love when actors would go on soccer AM because I'd be like you know you know you just don't you don't think of the two things going together and I'd be like oh my god like he's from so-and-so on the telly and he he's a massive Blackburn fan and, it's, and like he's got the same passion as me outside of acting so I was like that's really interesting like, and I used to just love it when actors were on Soccer AM to the point where there wasn't an actor as a guest I probably like would give or take I'd leave I'd leave the watching it do you know what I mean but if it was an actor I'd make sure I'd tune in um, so that's where I got the idea from and I thought over a couple of years you know that would be a good thing to talk about like actors coming on chatting about their team and stuff and then um during the start of lockdown I sort of had the urge to just get on with it and do it and um I managed to managed to get it up and running um and had a, had a had a few good guests on um 
well they're all great guests actually I had, I had loads of great guests on um and yeah it was just actors coming on chatting about their team earliest memories it's all revolved around experiences memories moments um how how they came to support their club um why it is they love their club um and it's just you know there's a when actors are on chat shows and creatives are on chat shows, they talk about what's coming up next or what what was filming like or stuff like that. So it's been nice and therapeutic to get people on um, who don't usually get to talk about this other than to their mates at the stadium probably or, or watching on the telly. Um, so it's almost like a bit of football therapy. Um, and then it's sort of developed now. I'm in the second season and it's sort of developed to started off with actors and creatives and it still is actors and creatives, but, as opposed to it being predominantly actors in the first series, it's now sort of, it's developed and coming under a, a bigger bracket of actors and creatives, or class creatives event as anything from chefs, like, you know, like what you're aspiring to be, to um, athletes, you know, I know I know they're not creatives on paper, but they create like their work, do you know what I mean? They, they create it in the moment. Um, comedians, directors, authors, book writers, producers, commentators. I just try to broaden it completely just so I can get more diverse guests on. And um, yeah, that's where we're up to now. They, they're sort of, they are creatives because they create entertainment for people, isn't mm. it? So it's people that entertain. And, and you know, I, I took massive inspiration from from you and you doing your podcast to, to start this, you know, that, that thing that you see people in the public eye and mm. it's it's, you find out questions that, you know, it. Other people won't ask them, as you said. Um, so it's given a different insight into what they like, their passions, and that's sort of similar with with what I want to do here. You know, you look at guests that I've hopefully got coming on, and I sometimes look at them and go, "Oh, I wonder what their favourite takeaway is," which is mm. bizarre. Like, and I, I just think things like that are really, really interesting because you see them on TV or whatever, and that's only one side to them where as we all know exactly. there's, there's different sides to everyone exactly and I think with with football and food like they're two things amongst other things but they're two things that if you're passionate about it everyone can relate to it like everyone can relate to food all football fans can relate to football no matter who you support or or you know how much you love it so I think it's um it's both things are nice to sit down and chat about every now and again did you find that um lockdown sort of give you the time to, you know, really focus on it. Cause I know you were doing um, the great Catsby on the West end mm. before this. So you probably didn't have time with the amount of shows you were doing to, to really focus on doing a podcast. Have you found that this sort of horrible lockdown has also sort of been a bit of a, a benefit to you for, for creating? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I wanted to, but on, on the flip side, I don't want people to listen to this and be like, Oh, I did, I did lockdown and didn't, didn't, do come out of it with anything like I think it's fine to like in lockdown I think it's totally fine to not do anything watch films and just go on runs and stuff like any creatives or whatever listening who are like oh I should have been practicing my Shakespeare or should have been doing this should have been doing that like forget that like this is a time for relaxing and just getting your mind off off whatever line of work you do um so but but luckily I was able to find something that you know like gave me a sort of um reason to wake up in and well that sounds a bit deep not wake up in the morning but um it kept me focused because I was on my own in lockdown as well so it really did give me time to think and gave me the time to get it up on its feet if you like for for want of phrase 
Um, and so, yeah, to answer your question, I, if I'm being perfectly honest with myself, if there wasn't a lockdown, I don't think I'd have the podcast at the moment. So before we go on to the, the food questions, um, obviously it's a football podcast. Um, I know that you're a massive Barnet fan. Um, mm. What is going on this year? <laughs> TK out. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. I think that is that explains yeah. enough um, with it's what's TK happening out. with the situation at Barnet. We won't go on to Derby County because it's my podcast, so I'm asking the questions this time, so I won't be put on the spot. Um, <laughs> so all to do with food. Yes, Point to think back to when you were growing up as a, a six foot. Uh, 12 year olds <laughs> what um what do you remember from your parents cooking growing up um do you know what the one thing my mum's gonna hate this but the mum the one thing i remember it, it, and i've actually spoke to her about this is that <clears throat> whenever my dad cooked it would be like an, not an event but you'd be buzzing you'd be like oh get in dad's cooking tonight and that's not to mug off my mum but like my mum even started to admit it herself she was like because she did it every day for god knows what 18 years from when we were babies to probably before we started cooking for ourselves and stuff if you cook every night for your kids and your husband ex-husband um <laughs> for 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 18 years I do. I, I. I mean, I'd be bored of that. I, so I've, I totally, I totally have. Um, you know, I can, I can relate to what she's talking about. But in terms of food, uh, one thing since I've, Charlotte, my girlfriend, she says that they used to have a Sunday dinner every week, and I just can't, I can't remember that ever happening. Like for us to have a Sunday dinner, like a roast dinner, or maybe like a, a Sunday stew, like that kind of Sunday evening meal that was once in a blue moon in my household mm. that's that's one thing that stands out and i was used to think oh why don't we have them um i remember uh, this isn't so much through the food but it's through the eating arrangements mm. my dad my dad would always get in from work about about half six seven and we'd always eat about my mum would always try to time it but we'd always it would always be time wrong so we'd start eating and dad would come in like halfway through the meal um so that's what I remember. In terms of f actual food, though, I can't. I, I can't really remember. I know. I know we had fajitas, like at least chicken fajitas, at least once a week because that was our that was our favourite meal from like an early age. Um, but I can't. I can't really think of like any sort of. I'd say we had a broad broad um, amount of sort of different varieties of food yeah. when we were younger. That's probably why I can't pinpoint one meal that we had but um i've always i've always i've loved food mate i yeah. mean look at the size of me um <laughs> i think that's why I'm, i was like you said in my probably six foot at 12 um and i've never been i've never been a fussy eater like i'd eat anything that my mum put on my plate anything and i'd always go back and have my brothers if he hadn't finished it or whatever whereas me and my brother the complete opposite he he just even to this day he has to blend up his vegetables because he can't eat them in a like a solid he eats his broccoli jack you listen to this he eats his broccoli holding his eyes like that wow. and he chooses broccoli like that so he, so he can't <laughs> taste it honestly last christmas or well, christmas before last absolute disaster because him just hold, leaning back holding his nose um he has got better to be fair 
But um, yeah, I'm not fussy at all. Um, I've cane anything that's on my plate. Got to say though, um, in in defence of Joe, when when we come round to yours before, um, she puts on a fantastic spread. I she does. A, a sort of classic buffet. When I've been round and there's been a buff, buffet on, it's been unreal. So props to I've probably, her I've probably done her an injustice there. She does when there's when there's like events or like just a barbecue or people are coming around for food. She does go to the full lengths and and it is amazing. Um, but I think when it's just your average sort of Wednesday night after school, yeah. um, I think the effort. <laughs> this sounds so <laughs> like this. <laughs> this sounds so um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Not selfish. Um, What's the word? Uh, I seem so ungrateful saying that, but I wasn't. I wasn't at all, but I'm just trying to explain why I think my mum was a bit, you know, oh, yeah. cooking again, that sort of thing, which I get, which I get. Um, so moving away from family cooking, uh, school dinners, what were they What were they like at junior school and then Finchley Catholic High? Was, were they nice or were they disgusting? What? I was never allowed them. What? I was never allowed them. Pat lunch. <laughs> I had packed lunch throughout primary school and secondary school. Why? Why are you not allowed them? I can't remember. Well, <laughs> primary school, we definitely had. Um, there was definitely school dinners, and I'm not sure if. Well, you must have had to pay for them. You must have had to pay for them. But my mum, I don't think my mum was um, liking what was on the menu in primary school. So I'd always, always, every single day have a packed lunch, and it would consist of. Um, a sandwich of some sort that my mum would make and wrap up in either tinfoil or like um, a sandwich bag. Uh, packet crisps, always packet crisps. What kind and then of I'd crisps? Have like, um, the ones that spring to mind are Walkers. Walkers were a, because you can get them in multi packs in like the supermarket for like quite cheap. Um, so, like, as opposed, like, that's why now if I go to a shop, just as a side note, you know, on a Sunday, if you're hungover or whatever and you're getting crisps. There's certain crisps I could not even consider because they, they to me, are packed lunch crisps. Like, whereas I would never have had Doritos in my packed lunch or like, it would always be Watsits, Quavers or Walkers, like a typical multi-pack crisp. And then we'd have um, a piece of fruit, so like a banana or an apple or some grapes or something, and then like a yogurt. Um, and that would be it. And then always, there was this, I remember at school once, before we... Before we said the prayer, we used to say a prayer in my primary school before dinner. I think I remember actually. Um, oh, what was it? Something that ended with um, praise the Lord with the food we eat today. And that's the <laughs> prayer at lunchtime or something like that. I can't really remember. But so I remember there was this teacher called Miss Williams and it stuck with me forever. And I hated her as well. And basically, she said before the prayer one day that you're not allowed anymore to eat your crisps before your sandwich because people were eating, the, kids were eating their crisps and slyly chucking the sandwiches away so they could get into the, <laughs> so they could get into the playground like quickly. And obviously, like it was people like you know, little just ham sandwiches with no topping and no like spread or anything. So I don't blame them to be fair. But that's stuck with me forever now. So whenever I have that sort of lunch, like a sandwich and crisps or whatever, always, 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 like meal deal, Tesco meal deal, always eat the sandwich first, no matter what. Yeah. Um, because of what Miss Williams said that day. So you may have hated her, but she's sort of, she put you on the right step to... 
She did. Or well, I don't know what good it's done me. To be fair, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it's like. I don't know what I'm getting from it, but um, it's just stuck with me. Stuck with me. Did you ever put the crisps in the sandwich? Do people oh, yeah. in the south do that? Yeah. Oh yeah, only certain crisps. Though. I can only do it with salt and vinegar squares. Salt and vinegar squares, just because they're like they're nice. They're a little square. Yeah. They're flat. They're easy to put in. You can sort of do a line of them and crush them. Um, I also loved putting in French fries. Nice. Great crisp French fry. Do you know um, what go, um, a good one is? Barbecue hula hoops and a tuna and sweet corn sandwich. Really? Yeah. That's my, that's my hangover Tesco <laughs> meal deal. It is unreal. Really? That sounds a bit <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, didn't seem like it could work, but it does. So I recommend you... Uh, you try it. Put it on the list, mate. Put it on the list. So, um, what would you say is your favourite ever food? That is a tough one, man. Food or meal? Uh, let's go with let's go with meal. Favourite ever meal? It's got. It ha- I mentioned it earlier. It has to be a Mexican uh, like fajitas. It just has to be, man. Nothing for me. Nothing comes close to that as a meal. Um, although I have, we'll get onto this later, but it's, it's, it was nicer back in the day when I was eating more meat because it uh, does do it for me now, but veggie, veggie fajitas, it's a bit like, uh, do you know what I mean? It's the thing mm. of eat, biting into it and there being a bit of like substantial yeah. solid meat for it. But I love it, mate. I love, I love the whole thing of cooking it. I love cooking fajitas. The smell when you're cooking fajitas is lovely. Like the, the thing you get in the, if you get the kit, I've started to get the kit recently just because it's less hassle. Yeah. Um, the the seasoning they put in the kit, when that goes in the pan and you start frying it off, oh, it smells unreal. Mm. Um, but we'd never get the kit back in the day. My mum used to do it all from like, you know, buy the wrap separately, buy the salsa separately and stuff, um, which I actually prefer because the wraps in the kit are, you can't it's get as tiny, much. aren't they? They're like so small. So small. So I like getting a big wrap, like whacking everything in there. Um, and I just like the whole thing of, you know, like it's it's in front of you and you're making it as you go along and then get like a little bowl with a bit of cheese in, a bit of lettuce, maybe some guac um, and then maybe some like tortilla, um, like Doritos, tortilla chips with like nice dips and stuff. Just love it, mate. Love fajitas, man. So how, how do you build your fajita? Like, so you've got the wrap in front of you. How do you do it? I, I haven't met anyone to this day that can wrap a fajita like me. Honestly, I am like top tier fajita wrapper. Um, if anyone's listening and wants to challenge me to that, I'll happily send you a video of me wrapping it. Um, and don't give me don't give me the burrito wrap because the burrito is a completely different thing. I'll put my hands up. I can't wrap a burrito. But people wrap their fajitas like burritos and that is not on because you have to see, there has to be an opening to a fajita. So what I do is I get the wrap what am I having? All right, let me tell you what I do for a for a chicken fajita. So I'd get the wrap right, and I'd whack um, sour cream on the wrap. Uh, do a little dollop in the middle, maybe do a little circle, and then I would put a layer of my um, chicken and veg on, so like peppers, onions, uh, and chicken. Tried it with mushrooms a few times, and, it, and it's not the same. So no mushrooms, and then I'll put a dollop of guac on top of that with then a bit of sprinkled cheese and then I wrap it up. I can't explain how I wrap it up, but you like, you basically wrap one side over and then as you're doing it, you should almost tuck 
the wrap and like sort of compact all the stuff that's in the wrap. So you lift the wrap over the toppings and then sort of push it back. So it's sort of wrapped and trapped inside the wrap. Wrapped and trapped inside the wrap is a, hard to say. And then fold one end over and then wrap again. So the bottom is completely locked off and the middle is completely locked off and then wrap again. And you should then have a compact wrap locked in with your toppings uh, towards the top of the wrap ready for you to eat. So there you go. If you want to challenge Charlie to wrap in a fajita, if Craig Conan and DJ Target are listening, maybe that could be the new uh, series of rap game. Rap game. <laughs> the rap game. Instead of yeah. anything else. Graft, come at me, bro. <laughs> um, no, fajitas are a very good choice. Because they, yeah. There's nothing not, like taste. There's not, there's not. But the, like I said, I've been eating a bit less meat recently. So when I do have veggie ones, like I still like them, but... They're not, they're not for me, really. They are for me, but they're just not the same, but they're still nice. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. So did you, have you gone, obviously not, but did you go fully veggie for a certain amount of time and then you sort of weaned off that or have you sort of mm. never given up meat completely? And, and, and why was that? Why, why did you do that? So I, um, I ate meat for 21 years my first 21 years of my life and then when i was at drama school in cardiff with you um i i stopped i was with charlotte and charlotte said after christmas it was the christmas of 29 uh, 2016 and so, so sorry christmas 2015 going into 2016 and then the january came and she was like should we try being veggie for january i was like yeah sound did the whole of january didn't touch me at all and then did like two and a half weeks into february went to the early bird calf on Woodville road and had a fry up with sausages and bacon. And then I completely stopped. Then I was like, right, I'm back on it. I'm back on the meat fully. So I did it for about six weeks then. And then went the next two years with, eat, with eating meat and then, um, with eating meat, sorry. And then I moved into a flat with my mate, Christy and my girlfriend, Charlotte. This was, uh, just over a year ago, so August 2019, um, moved into a flat with a vegan, someone who's completely vegan, and then Charlotte, who is veggie, completely vegetarian. And I was still eating meat, and I was like, I felt a, I felt a bit inclined to stop again, out of respect, with like, you know, the frying meat in a pan, and then they've got to wash it and they got to wash it anyway but it's just a, the, the thought for them of cooking immediately after i've cooked a bloody chicken um so i was like right you know what i'm gonna stop doing this um so i didn't I'd, i was vegetarian then for like the august august of 2019 to all the way through to probably like april this year so what's that like it's eight months yeah. um about eight months and in that time i didn't buy meat at all from the supermarket didn't buy it from the supermarket at all but if i was like in nando's or whatever i'd order a chicken butterfly so if it was made for me and i've not got to go through the process of cutting it and touching it i'd eat it which weren't often probably like twice or twice or three times a month maybe um and that carried on that's carried on now so i'd still do that but there are times now where i'll probably buy chicken once a week or meat once a week so like i had chicken and veg last night for dinner um probably won't have that again now till maybe next weekend so i do keep an eye on how much i'm buying 
uh, purely down for like health reasons. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it really. And I can't see myself going back to because I I used to eat meat in uni. I used to eat meat every day like i'd go little and some of the stuff now me and johnny talk about it now like the chicken we bought the frozen chicken we used to buy in little like it's just it's just awful like we used to buy six frozen chicken fillets chicken fillets for about two pound 49 and then like two packets of steak which would see us through for seven days having meat every night um but now when you look at back at what we were buying so it's it's all well and good eating meat, but then when you're buying meat that is just, you know, like six frozen fillets for two quid or whatever it is, it's like can't be good for you. So um, I do now when I am buying meat, I really really look into what I'm buying, um, and cut down on the amount of times and the frequency that I do buy it. Um, and I think I'll I'll be like that forever now. I don't think I'll ever go back to being fully fully on the meat. Um, and I'll, I'll encourage, I'll encourage if I have kids as well, I'll probably encourage them to, you know, I'll bring them up saying, look, this is, this is okay, but not all the time. Um, so they're aware of it because I've seen a couple documentaries and stuff and um, yeah, it can be, it can be dangerous like other things, but it can, it can be dangerous for you if you have too much. I think sort of nowadays as well, especially sort of the year that we're living in and over the past sort of two or three years, the recipes and sort of options that are out there for vegetarians are so wide. Like there's so many mm. incredible things that you can make, or, you know, if you go out for dinner, I know you said that if you go out and you fancy some meat, you'll have it, but you know, the vegetarian recipes and, and some of the things that are on offer at restaurants are incredible. Like I, I mm. sometimes look at it and go, actually, no, I fancy the vegetarian <laughs> one rather than, you know, the meat option. Yeah. Well, even me and you, when we had, um, when you was at mine, I think it was it the Cauldron or the Richmond. Both of them are lovely. Yeah. The, the Richmond meat-free sausages are just unbelievable. They're actually nicer than the normal sausages. And then you've yeah. got the Cauldron option. I think sausages are really good. Um, obviously, Linda McCartney as well does a great yeah uh, selection of stuff. She's got. Um, I don't know if you've tried it. The have you tried the Linda McCartney um, duck kit? No, I've not. Really nice, mate. You can get it in big Sainsbury's, Iceland, or whatever. And it's basically you get um, the hoisin sauce a packet of vegetarian duck and um, eight wraps. And then you just obviously get your own spring onion and um, cucumber or whatever, thinly slice it. And the duck is just, the veggie duck is unbelievable. Oh, nice. So, so good. Yeah, it's lovely, mate. So talking about um, cooking and things like that, obviously with you not cooking meat anymore, um, how do you sort of class yourself as a a home chef? Do you think, are you good? Are you sort of average? Are you awful? Have, Have you got better over time? I'm going to be completely honest here, right? I, before moving to Cardiff and living on my own, all I, all I would have been able to do was would be boil some pasta and then maybe do beans on toast or whatever. Um, so when I moved to Cardiff, I know they say when you go away for uni or drama school or whatever, you become a man in quotation marks. And I think in terms of the cooking, I did, because you know, you have to cook for yourself. And I was, I wanted to eat healthily. So it was there that I started to cook for myself, but I wasn't educated on what's good for you and what's not. So for instance, if I was in uni, if I was to make a chicken curry or a curry, I would have got the big jar of fucking, sorry, I don't know if I can swear or not, 
the big the big jar of um curry sauce masala sauce and just pour it all in and like have a curry with the whole jar and then you know it's it's full of sugar full of sugar mm. so now so i was doing that then which is fine i was cooking for myself i was learning new things but i weren't educated at all in what i was eating hence the six chicken frozen fillets from little so um i've never been amazing but i do like trying stuff um and i think now i'm a bit more i'm obviously getting better because i've cooked for myself well nearly every day for god knows how long six six years since i was 20 um so i am you just genuinely gradually pick stuff up as you go along and i found as well that the different people i live with i find see them do something i'm like oh how did you do that like richard the other day i always 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 have boiled my veg always and richard the other day had this massive tray of like carrots onions peppers tomatoes vine tomatoes like on top with all like oregano seasoning and chili flakes and paprika and all that and he pulled out the oven and i was like what is that and he gave me a bowl of it and it was unbelievable and i haven't boiled mm. my veg since like roasted my veg his recipe with a bit of honey on top um so stuff like that i gradually learn stuff as I go along um but as for being a good chef i'd class a good chef as like someone who works in a restaurant or like do you know what i mean or, or like someone yeah. who cooks every day that to me is wow they're good yeah yeah i think i can cook i can cook yeah. and i can cook nice stuff sometimes awful stuff sometimes i completely get a combo of foods wrong like for example yet the other week i had um I put I made couscous and I put tuna in the couscous, which is fine. But then I had what was it? I had something on the side then with it. And it just I was having it all together. And I was like, this is this isn't nice. <laughs> so I need to I need to work on my combos of food. But um I can I can cook and I can cook nice things. Um you know, the odd the odd thing here and there that goes tits up every now and again. But yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm not I'm not quite there yet as being a good chef. But I can, I can definitely cook up a cook up a storm. But that's you know that's all part of the the learning, isn't it? That you know you you do get things wrong, or you know you start with a, a jar of curry sauce that you then pour mm. out, and then you know you get to know the flavour and go, well, no, I could actually probably make that myself. So then you start yeah. to to do it, and you know that's that's the best way, I think, as long as as long as people start somewhere. Mm. And then you will get better over time because if you're doing it every day. So just while you're talking about the couscous and tuna with its side, is that the worst thing that you've ever made? Like what is your biggest cooking disaster that you can think of? <laughs> okay. Um, I've had a few. I've had a few. And I ironically, the two that spring to mind are from me cooking my favorite meal, which is chicken fajitas. Um, so first one that springs to mind, and I'm ashamed to say, but these are all within the last 12 months. My mum came down to my flat in Stoke Newington and Charlotte was there. Christy was there. Tommy was there, Charlotte's brother. And I said, I'm going to cook, I'm going to cook a massive, massive batch of veggie fajitas. Um, I was like, you lot sit in the living room, chill, chill out. I'll, I'll bring everything up. You don't have to move. So I've cut 
loads of peppers up, loads of onions, mushrooms, um, uh, black beans have gone in there. It's like a massive, in a massive wok, frying up loads of like goodness with like lovely seasoning ready to go in the wraps. Put a bit of pinch of salt on there, put it in my hand, pinch of salt. I then get the pepper, right? And it's not pepper like um, powder pepper. It's the pepper that comes in the little thing with little black peppercorns. <laughs> yeah. Like and a grinder. Yeah, like a grinder, yeah. But 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 when you go like that, the the things come out. So I've gone like that. And as I've gone like that, I've pulled the lid off. And all of the peppercorns, there must have been about 500, all of the peppercorns have gone into the wok, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm looking at it going, oh, my God. And I actually sat down. I remember I sat down at the breakfast bar, turned the hob down a bit so I could just, you know, it wasn't really cooking. It was just just to decide what I'm going to do. And I remember walking like halfway up the stairs to go and tell them, I was like, nah, I can sort, I can sort this out. I can sort this out. So I went in there and I just remember, standing, you know, you just don't know what to do in certain situations. <laughs> I didn't have a clue what to do. I was just stood over it, looking at it going, how am I going to, how am I going to get this out? I've not got the ingredients to start again. I've like, what am I going to do? So I, so I thought, right, let me take off this top layer. Cause there was some that was easy to get off cause it hadn't seeped in. Yeah, so I got a big like spoon thing and sort of just like scooped it up and put it in the bin. And then what I thought was about fifty left in there that they wouldn't notice. There was a there was at least two hundred. So I've just carried on cooking it, carried on frying it, just in the hope that no one would notice. So I put it all in a ma- <laughs> I put it in a massive bowl, uh, like a nice like sharing bowl, <laughs> taking everything up. And gone not just like you know dinner's ready oh everyone's wrapping up their wraps and it was like in sync everyone everyone took a bite and just went and just like looked <laughs> up at me and then the the rest of we we sort of laughed about it I explained the story and then the rest of the dinner was was in, in like entailed um, everyone just unwrapping their wraps and taking out manually taking out black peppercorns with their fingers. And then wrapping it, and then eating it, and then loading up their wrap, taking them out again, and then wrapping it and eating it. So that is that is a disaster. A hundred percent, my top, probably my top disaster. Yeah, that is. And I've actually got an, I've actually got another one about about chicken fajitas. Same kitchen, same place, probably not too far apart. But this was just for me. This was just completely. I was cooking for one. I think it was in lockdown. So on the hob, I love cooking in a wok. Like even if it's like just me, I know wok's big, you know, and um, but I, I I like cooking in it just for me, even if I'm just like frying off some veg or whatever. I love doing it in a wok because you just have to, you know, the option yeah. to give it some, give it some welly. So I've started frying all this veg and meat in a wok, and I uh, basically I don't I didn't know this, but there's only certain bits of the hob the wok can go on, like yeah. it's the biggest the biggest one, isn't it? So I didn't put it on the biggest one. I put it on, I think, the second smallest one, which was at the front nearest to the edge of the of the uh, counter. So I've started frying off this veg, whacked it on there, sort of, I put it on, not so the handle to the pan is like going back towards the wall. I've done it so it's like hanging off the edge. So it's... So the weight all, is on that side. Yeah, yeah, all the weight is on the side of the handle where the pan could easily just fall. But I thought, oh, it's on the hob, it'll be sound. Anyway, I've gone to open the fridge and some sort of, um, you know, me walking or the fridge door opening, 
something's created a bit of a movement and the pan has just backflipped off the hob and all of my ingredients in the pan nearly cooked spread it out over the whole floor the whole floor was just covered in chicken and veg and like sauce and again i just stood there had one of their moments of what what do i do and i'll be honest with you do you want to know what i've done scraped it up scraped it up put it in a pan and ate it five second rule isn't it so it's <laughs> it was more it was about it was about a 45 second rule this time but i fried it off again you know what i mean I put a bit of water in there and just yeah cooked it off sound in it i don't want to waste all that no exactly so before i ask you about obviously we spoke about the worst thing you've cooked i'm going to ask you about the best thing you've ever cooked which could be fajitas okay. but i need no, to let's know get away from fajitas i need to know something that i've known for a few years about you but you've never told me the secret of how to do it how do you make chicken from scratch? So oh, I'm asking no. Charlie this because uh, when I first met him at drama school, his, uh, his parents said that Charlie thought you could make chicken from scratch, as in you made a chicken breast. So Charlie, if you'd like to just enlighten us a little bit more about that, please. Oh, God. I, how did I know this was going to get out? <laughs> You know what? I don't take back what I said about my mum earlier. Her kick, her cooking's awful, and I preferred my dad's. Um, now, do you know what? I was. How old was I? I don't want to embarrass myself here. I probably was about eleven or twelve, maybe a teenager. But I just, I sometimes don't think before I speak, and still to this day, I still sort of just say my thoughts out loud, and it just came out. It just came out. I said, "How, how do you make chicken from scratch?" Because it's it's you know when someone says oh homemade chicken breast yeah or homemade breaded chicken fillets yeah people used to say that and I used to go when I was younger and didn't have any idea about cooking well this hasn't got to do with cooking to be fair it's just fucking common sense in it um I just used to think oh homemade chicken which means you must make it from home <laughs> which is why <laughs> obviously now looking back at it it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not scared to admit that I did. I did question whether or not you could make it from scratch. You've just, got to just like, own your mistakes. <laughs> yeah, in in the way that you need you'd need some bread. Like I'd, I'd imagine it being like that. You get whatever it is you'd use to make the chicken and just sort of knead it into a breast. <laughs> you get the chopped up chicken breasts, knead them together to make a full breast again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there you go, your homemade chicken from scratch. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. There's plenty um, more of those, mate. I think my dad's got a book of them somewhere of my like comments from the age of like three to nine. And he thought he would have had to stop it at nine, but I think they carried on until I was about 15. Wow. Maybe that could be the uh, Christmas special for Charlie Chatsfoot. You could get your dad on um, just to Maybe. read his book out. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, so what's the, what's the best thing you've ever cooked or thing that you're most proud of? It could be a meal or it could be, you know, like, the occasion if it was for like you know an anniversary of charlotte or a birthday or something like that what are you most proud of creating um probably quite recently i made a um i made a dal which was lovely got it out of a gausto um do you know gausto they're like yeah. they're like hello fresh they like deliver boxes and stuff of food and we got a gausto in um which uh, do you know what i can't really count this because they give you a step-by-step guide of how to do it which is fine but like i like doing it without the recipe 
I like to know how to do it, and I don't like reading stuff. I like to just do it as I go along. We've, I think, we've had a big. There's been a big if debate. I, yeah, like, you. I, you've just reminded me. You called me out in third year of uni because I cooked something, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's nice," but I was like, oh, "I got it from a recipe," and you called it cheating. Don't count. You yeah, said don't I was count. cheating. It is cheating. <laughs> it's cheating to have it in front of you because you didn't really cook it. Then it was the person who wrote the book. You need to. I think I'm really against recipe. I'm. I'm I love recipe books. But then you got to, you just got to revise it. You got to be like, oh right, that's lovely. I'll cook that, mm. and then you go into the kitchen and do it without the recipe book. It's yeah. like doing a maths test with the revision in front of you. <laughs> no, it's true. It I, I, now, now I, I, you know, I very rarely use them. I'll have a look at them when I'm deciding what I want to cook, and I'll have a look before I start. And I go right, I know how to do that now. But you also, you know, the more confident you get, you'll twist and, and change things. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's one of the nicest things I've made. This is going to sound ridiculous and people are going to think, God, he must eat some awful meals. But cheesy chips and... Uh, not cheesy chips. Cheesy beans and sausages. Yeah. We've had that, we've had that for breakfast before. That is yeah. right up there. Um, and I've now... So I'm, pro- I'm really into my cheesy beans. And I love, I love beans like proper. And um, I used to microwave them and then when they come out the microwave put the cheese in and then stir and then um i started to do what you do putting the beans in the pan in the boiling pot pan whatever and stick the cheese in at the same time so it all melts together but now i've started doing boiling the beans putting them on and then just sprinkling cheese on top at the end oh, um, nice. which is which is lovely um yeah, I cooked a, I've cooked a dal which i really was was really impressed with from the gasto box for me and charlotte um and what else have I cooked? I cooked when I was eating meat back in the day, um, when I was about nineteen, twenty, um, I cooked a really nice steak from scratch. Um <laughs> I cooked I cooked a nice steak for me and my brother and my dad. Like we made made like homemade peppercorn sauce and I I made um sweet potato fries, actually made them from scratch, cut them up from like, you yeah. know, like seasoned them. I think it was like rosemary salt uh sweet potato fries with like um steak and a bit of salad so i was quite pleased with that um but i guess i guess i need to like find the enjoyment in it more um because for me at a minute cooking i i cook to eat but then when i go when i do a meal it takes a while i do like it like like mm. listen to music or whatever um but i feel like that's not consistent which is fine yeah but i guess i just need to find a bit of um bit more oomph for like cooking in the kitchen um what i know i know you've just moved um to southwest london or south southwest london yeah southwest i know you're pleased about that um being the north london boy um, <laughs> obviously it's it's pretty much been lockdown 2.0 since you moved in hasn't it yeah um, pretty much have you sort of when you've been wandering around have you seen any restaurants nearby that you want to sort of give a try i know you're out of tier three next week um is there anywhere you want to sort of go to or anywhere that looks nice well we uh i went to this place for tooting where i live in iron tooting there's a market which is amazing it's got like loads of restaurants loads of bars um loads of cool like little brewery brewery stalls we can get like a little pint in a plastic cup um and we went to this place uh me and Charles went to this place there couple of weeks ago well before lockdown called Bordelais 
Baudelier's or something. It's French, um, which was amazing. Um, really, really love that. Um, we also stopped by. I forgot what it's called now. It's on Tooting High Road, off or like towards Ballum. And um, I always find that when you see a restaurant, like for in, for instance, we went to this Indian, and the reason that made us go in there is because it was absolutely full to the brim with people from India. Well, that that ethnicity yeah. anyway. And I always feel like you can tell that it's a good sort of um, restaurant when it's full of that ethnicity who who you know are known for eating and, and specializing in that type of food mm. so he's like oh let's go in there like look at it it's absolutely ran and it was amazing amazing curry um um there's also a lovely takeaway around here johnny actually scouted it out it's called the athenian i think it might be a chain greek food isn't it, it? yeah oh, Have you heard of yeah it? so when i was working in white city um there was one sort of next to the theater and the kebabs from there are, I mean, I, you know, I love my Greek food. Um, and it's, oh yeah, so good. Have you tried the halloumi fries from there? Yeah. Tried the halloumi fries, um, tried the courgette fritters, which are amazing. Um, they also do now, I don't know if they did it before when you went, but they do, um, a vegan, it's like a vegan chicken one, like a vegan chicken kebab. And it comes with like rosemary salted chips in the kebab with like this vegan breaded chicken, um, and like salad and tomatoes and stuff um, that, and then they've got this sauce called the Athenian sauce, which is like a nicer salad cream. Um, yeah. It's banging really, really nice little, little delivery job. Um, so yeah, it's obviously it's been difficult because we've not been able to fully, fully experience the um, bars and pubs and restaurants and stuff. Um, there's also a pub on, couple rows down called the selkirk which do an amazing roast um and i've been having meat in my roasts quite a lot um when i've been going to get one and i said to myself right i'm having a veggie option here tonight no matter what it is i want to try it and it was like this lovely like mushroom tart thing um it was just so good man it's full of flavors um i was really happy with that um but yeah no so it uh, sort of the takeaway thing is, is the Athenian your favorite takeaway at the moment or what is, so what's your favorite like place to get a takeaway from? And secondly, what is like your favorite takeaway to have? So what is it? Chinese, Indian fish and chips. And, and, and is that, why do you like that? Is that with a hangover or what? And like, mm. what makes you like about it? I'm going to have to say my favorite takeaway is a pizza. Mm because i love just do you know what this sounds really lazy of me and it's not because i'm lazy but when i'm hungover or when i'm getting a takeaway the whole thing for me is like the not having to do anything like everything's done for you when you get a chinese you still have to unbag everything open the containers get your spoon put on your plate you have to serve it up and i'm like oh i can't be bothered for that man i just want to relax and eat it so pizza is so convenient man just get the box open it boom you're laughing so i'd have to say pizza is what my go-to topping? really so if i was getting a domino's i'd get a uh probably a mighty meteor so juicy but then with pizza heart because we're getting pizza recently because johnny's uh rich is gluten-free so i've been getting pizza heart, um which is quite nice but i've started to get a veggie option in there it's lovely um but then i also do like a 
I like a curry takeaway, but it always makes me feel like doesn't make me feel great after. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's very filling, very like rich, and it's very like oh, you feel like you've had a takeaway. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably say pizza, curry, close second. Um, I also love, absolutely love. There's a restaurant in Bar- uh, Whetstone where I used to live called Tutamu, and it's like a Thai restaurant. Um, and I love, I love Thai, like a like what to go, you know, what to go around London. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, like I'd go after a night out in Soho, whatever. My go-to would be a what to go. I love it, like pad Thai with like um, crushed cashew nuts, bit of chili sauce, um, maybe some prawns in there or something. Um, can you hear that? Is that someone cooking? And there we go, guys. Alarm? See what I'm working with. See what I'm working with. My how the the smoke alarm's going off, and you wonder why I, <laughs> the meals I do. That's giant. amazing. Um, so, it just uh, just you obviously you mentioned going after a night out um, in in Soho uh, has just reminded me of something that we did after a night out in Cardiff. Um, there was a fish and chip shop when we lived here. I think it must have been his second year, and I think it was me, you, and Johnny who we've got coming on the podcast as well. Um, I think next week potentially. Um, I order chips with curry sauce. I think Johnny ordered, for argument's sake, chips with gravy. And the person said to Charlie, what would you like? And Charlie said, chips with normal. Um, oh, so. my God, I do. <laughs> I do remember that. Chips with normal, yeah. Which I think I just means plain chips. <laughs> it does mean plain chips. But I'd had a few drinks, and I'd heard chips with this, chips with that. And it was just in my head, chips with normal. Um, <laughs> how have you remembered that? Yeah, it's play. just popped up now. Chips um, with normal. <laughs> I suppose I'm right, though, in a way. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Chips with normal, like normal meaning salt and vinegar or something. <laughs> yeah, God. Good good one. Good memory, that. Um, do you have any any comfort foods? You know, sort of if you're having a bad day, if you're hungover, it, you know, it could be Chris, it could be sweets, it could be... Any, what's your sort of... If you're like, I just want something, <laughs> what is it? That is really tough. It would have to be crisps or sweets. Mm. I can't do, I don't like, cho- I do like chocolate, but I can't, I can't like, chocolate don't do it for me at all, man. If I want, I don't, I don't do it like all the time, but if I am chilling and I'm hungover or whatever, every now and again, I will, I will pig out on some crisps and like Harry Bows or Round Trees, randoms or something. They're um they're my go-to, and if I had to pick between the two, I'd have to go sweets. Mm. I'd have to go sweets. I don't know. They just do it for me, man. They do something for me. Big fan of sweets. What's your favorite? You know, in the round trees, random. What's your favorite like random? This has changed a lot. So it started with you know the one that you bite into and then like a little bit of juice comes out. Yeah. It used to be that, and now for some reason it's gone onto the ice cream cone. Yeah. The ice cream cone is unbelievable. Um, yeah. And then sort of, I sort of look past everything else. I'm sort of just waiting for that ice cream cone to come in. I still do like the juicy one though. Um, I had one the other day. I had a packet. It sounds like I've caned them all the time. But I had, I had some randoms a couple of weeks ago. And there were three quarters of ice cream cones in there. It was full to the brim of them. And I couldn't believe wow. it. I opened it. I was like, what the hell? Um the packet was also dusty. So I think it's been in the corner shop for about a year and a half just sitting there. 
that wasn't that took the, the edge of it a bit but yeah mate sweets sweets are the one man over sweets over chocolate any day of the week yeah awesome so i've got one final question to ask um but before i do that um we spoke a little bit about the podcast at the start um is there anyone you know you're you are episode one of um this podcast so who have we got coming up i know oh. we had Bryn law didn't we um friday part one yes um got part two coming up this friday is it yeah part two coming up friday um and then we've got um i'll give you a sneak preview so the week after that is going to be sean dooley wow um Sean Dooley's been all over the block. You'd recognise his face if you don't recognise the name. He's a massive Barnsley fan, so we've got him coming up soon. And um, but my dream, my dream guest, person of what we would really love to have on because of what the podcast is, I'd love to have Vinnie Jones on because he's he's done he's done both. You know, he's he's been a footballer and he's yeah. been an actor. Um, so to hear that that's what it's about essentially. Well, it's not about acting, but it's about having actors on here. So to hear his transition from being in the crazy gang to yeah. being on in in like cinema um, worldwide, well nationwide, uh, it would be. A, I'd love to chat to him. Absolutely love to chat to him. I've, I've watched him on like Pierce Morgan's life stories and a few other bits and bobs, and I think he's uh, he's a proper character and he's a he's a he's a lovely guy. So I'd love to get him on, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, can get that sorted. Yeah, for, mate. For you fingers soon. crossed. Um, so. Your death row meal. You are in America. You've committed a horrible crime. Um, you've, you know, let's say, for example, you've, you know, poisoned some fajitas or something. Um, yeah. So you're sitting on death row. You get a three-course meal um, and a drink. It can be an alcoholic drink. Um, it can be, you know, your starter can be from a certain restaurant. It can be mix and match loads of different things to make this perfect meal. What are you having? I do three courses. Yeah, yeah. So start a main dessert. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to go with my favorite things to have in a restaurant. Because um, obviously it would be, a, well, it would be death row, which would be awful, but it would be eating out still, wouldn't it? It'd be, a, it'd be, it'd be some sort of eating out. So for a starter, I would have to go with white bait and tartar sauce. Yeah. Um, I hope it's death. Where is death row? Is it, in, is it in LA? Somewhere in America. Yeah, it can be wherever you want. Hopefully it's on the coast so they can get it fresh because the only time I've had it before has been in Devon. Um, so hopefully they can match Devon's, um, Devon's white bait. We'll get so it shipped over bait. for you. It'll be fine. Yeah, white, white bait and tartar sauce, tartar sauce for sure. For Maine, this is hard, man, because it, it would depend how I felt on death row. Um, it could be it could be anything. It really could. But I'm gonna have to go for I'm gonna have to go for like a nice I'm not talking McDonald's burger and chips, I'm talking like Michelin star, like juicy burger with like cheese, maybe a bit of bacon, salad, and then like sweet potato fries covered in salt with like mayo. And um, maybe a little side salad and stuff. That'd be the main, definitely. And then I'm I'm not really a dessert person. Um, if I'm in a restaurant and I'm getting a, a meal, I'd either get a starter and main. Well, no, that's all I'd get. I wouldn't get a dessert and main. I wouldn't get all three. Dessert would be. 
I'm trying to think. See, I wouldn't have a packet of sweets on death row because I'm eating out. I'd want to get them. I'd want to get something that I can enjoy. If we go, let's go. Let's get. Let's go. Dessert like you'd get in a restaurant. If I had to pick, it would probably be a lemon meringue. Oh, good choice. I love a lemon really meringue. Really citrusy, very like tangy. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think that's what it is about desserts. I don't like the rich, like chocolate and the richness of it. It's like a bit, a bit too much. But lemon meringue is actually quite refreshing on the palate. So mm. um, yeah, it'd have to be lemon meringue for dessert. Good and a drink. You can have whatever Ooh. you like. I'm about, oh, what do I want? Last drink. I'm not. I know what I'm having. A pint of Vizzy Vimto. Nice. Yeah, pint of Vizzy Vimto. Um, I just I love Vimto, man. I only got introduced to it properly this summer, but um, huge fan, huge fan. If I was going alcohol, I'd have a probably a pint of San Miguel in a San um, Miguel glass. In a San Miguel, oh, only, only. If you you can't have a San Miguel. In, this not in a summer girl grass. You just can't. Do you remember that? when we went to the Macintosh in Cardiff and I think we walked in and we tried to have two pints of Stella and we wanted them in Stella glasses and they didn't have it. And I think we just left and went somewhere else. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. It's, it's a disgrace. Like I, cut, like I think, what was it? In a pub recently, I got served a Peroni in a Foster's glass and that was game over. I had to ask him to change it. Um, it was. Wow. It was watching watching the football a couple of weeks ago before lockdown. But yeah, mate, um, that would be my death row meal for sure. So we have got just to recap. We've got white bait and a tartar sauce to start. We've got a bacon cheeseburger, really, really fancy one with sweet potato fries, salad, and some mayo. And then to finish, we've got a nice tangy lemon meringue. And for a drink, mm. you're having a pint of fizzy vimto. And then before the meal. I'll let you have this. You can have a pint of San Miguel in a proper Lovely. San Miguel glass. Lovely. That actually sounds quite nice. I'm happy with that. It does sound nice. I might have a I'm, lemon meringue for my lunch. I'm not sure how much I'd enjoy it knowing I'm about to get killed, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it'd still be nice. There's always time to escape. Look, uh, yeah. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And also thank you as well for all your help with helping me set up this and, and sort of guiding me the way so it's uh, oh, an absolute pleasure to have you on no problem mate really enjoyed that and um, good luck with everything and i'm very much looking forward to listening to your future episodes